Look for the bare necessities. Anyway, um, welcome to Gun Day Brunch. I'm Caleb Giddings. I'm Keith Finch. And I'm Jack. In for the, the light. first time ever, you can actually fucking see. Oh, there goes our monetization. Can't swear within the first 30 <laughs> seconds of the video. Fucking lost that one already. Yeah, we're out. Anyway, but for the first time ever, you can actually see Jack, which is. As the Statue of Limitations has finally run out on everything that I <laughs> allegedly did. <laughs> finally. <laughs> I am 100% certain some of those crimes do not have a statute of limitations. Um, I'm also, technically, I think I'm the mirror. So here's a question. Like, the mirror universe, right? From Star Trek, the, they always have the goatee, and that's how you can tell they're from the mirror universe. So is mirror universe me good or evil? Like, how does that work if you're okay, bad so in the main universe? I do not know if morally I am a good person or a bad person, I think it, it's on who is viewing me at the time and through what lens. Um, I do know that if I ever meet the exact copy of myself, I will kill him on site. Yeah, but that's no questions. It is, it's on site. And then afterwards, I'll be like, was he the good guy? Was I the good guy? Wait, I have the gun, so it doesn't matter. I win. Now, hang on, though. What makes you think that the exact copy In of the comment section, wouldn't be strapped? Oh, because he had to travel through the portal to come to my world, which doesn't allow mechanical stuff through. Did you not watch T2 at oh, all? Oh, I, I didn't know if we were doing right. Terminator. He, he showed up naked, which was terrifying for people <laughs> in Atlanta. And I would have to be like, ah, an almost exact copy of me. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway um, <laughs> when we're not talking about killing ourselves in <laughs> star <laughs> trek slash like in minecraft for those non-statue of limitation crimes and we're good <laughs> uh, i also i want to shout out real quick i want to shout out my friend uh brian eastridge uh who gave me this for my birthday if you are not watching the video version this is a tiny jar it has uh, fucks in it. It has the word fuck it written through it. And this is my jar of fucks to give. And I absolutely adore this because it is, it's <laughs> perfect. Because like, you could be like, hang on one second and you can pull it out and be like, you know what? I don't give a fuck about this conversation. And then just put your jar of fucks away. Or you could give someone a fuck and be like, I do give a fuck about this conversation. Well, you could give them a fuck and tell them to fuck off. It's fantastic. It is a beautiful gift. Thank you, Brian. You're the man. Uh, go to edcbeltco.com and buy his stuff. That was not a sponsored read, but this is. Gunday Brunch is brought to you by Taurus USA and guns.com. If you're looking for information on the finest defensive and uh, friggin' frick, God, I've been so good at it. Go to TaurusUSA.com. If you want to buy some of those guns, go to guns.com. God dang it. I was, I've been doing so good you on that. You ran those. out of fucks. You ran out of fucks. I did. I did. All right. So <laughs> on this week's episode of Gun Day Brunch, uh, what the hell were we going to talk about? Oh, yeah. We were going to talk about the thing. Um, Jack, tell people what the thing is. Okay. Um, <laughs> recently, it's <laughs> all right. Put yourself on mute. Cry a little. Get back <laughs> in the game. Pros play hurt. Um, recently, Taurus did a video that I really like called Growing the Arsenal, where they talked about, like, hey, these are the guns you should consider buying, and these are the reasons why from the Taurus lineup. I think it's really good. I think they have great points about all of them. But we have a lot more of those videos coming, by the way. They're part of the Bang for the Buck series. Ooh, wank. Um, <laughs> um, however, let's say you go through the time portal, doodly doo, doodly doo, doodly doo, and you're back to square one buying guns we'd like to give you our opinion 
on what you should be buying and why. Like, here's the bare minimum that you should own, and here's a little bit of cream on the top. So, what what is what is gun number one? It's a twenty-two semi-automatic pistol. Mm. Mm. I'm I'm in a nine millimeter compact semi-automatic pistol. I I'm I'm gonna say a a good carry gun, um, and that probably means a nine millimeter semi-automatic compact or full size depending on yes. your structure. I want to be very clear here. Um I'm I'm talking traditional compacts, guys, not like a you know a 42. Right. Um and it should probably be striker fired. Uh, I disagree with all of this. Uh and I think that if you're talking about okay, so if if our fundamental premise is that we should be you know what guns must you have like what are your must-haves and then where do we go from there i think that you get a 22 a reliable 22 semi-auto before you get a nine mil striker fired gun i'm not saying that the nine mil striker fired gun shouldn't be in the mix but i think that for if we're if this fictional person that we're talking about is not a shooter who is becoming a shooter, they're going to get more value out of the 22 than they are by jumping straight to a Taurus G3. So my, my reasoning for saying what I'm saying is uh, first to me, security, the daily carry gun is the most likely one you'll ever need. Mm -hmm. And really, I think it's that's also, where you, it's, I also think the most, it's also the most common reason for purchasing a firearm, especially a first firearm. Right, mm. is, is self-protection. Um, after that, I think we I, I think once you start there, once you've secured yourself, your personage, and I mean you get a good holster, you get a good whole carry setup, you know, you guys know what we're talking about. You know. Y'all smart. That's why I've watched us. After you've done that. The next step, I think we could quibble on, do we go with something that you can shoot a lot or something that is a little more geared to it? I I, I would personally say my next step, uh, you know, I was going to say AR-15, but I think you're right, Caleb. I think the idea of a twenty two handgun really does open up a lot more than an AR-15 would, because that 22 can be shot just about anywhere that you can shoot reasonably. So, we, um, so we're in agreement, I think, that the first two guns are handguns, and it's a 22 and a nine a striker fire, a polymer frame striker fire 9 mil. Like, right. One what, what is a highly accessible, very economical way to shoot, and the other covers your baselines for the most common reason you purchase a firearm self-defense yeah i agree yeah. with that and i think i i think the, the nine mil it should be a medium like a medium or a large frame i i, I call it traditional come up with so some like, standard industry nomenclature on frame sizes so i i think the thing that i saw the other day on a big text thing which by the time you guys see this will already be out they called it 1917 and they just put it together like it was the year like like World War One, mm. um, 
1917. I liked that so much for saying, when I say like, hey, a concealed carry size gun, 1917 sized. Meaning somewhere between the 19, which I will admit is just a little on the small side. For you, for but, someone like Melody, it's it's huge. Right. To the 17, which is a full-size duty gun, which includes like the 34, but you can also get VP9s that are right in the middle between those two. Um, and you've got guns like the uh, the macro from Sig, which is thin, but you've still got 17 in that thing. Mm -hmm. Right. So I like the term 1917. I think people will probably quibble that you could go a little bit below a 19, but like the G48 is a 19 size gun that's just thin. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, the G3 and G4 both fall into that category. The GX4 is pretty small. Um, the GX4 is a is a is a true like uh, micro compact. But the hang on, when is this coming out? Okay, never mind. Uh, but the G3 on the other, no, they do, like, no, they do, no, they do. The G3 on the, the other is not violated. Um, oh lord, the G3 on the other hand is definitely in that 1917 size and is readily available on the you know through licensed firearms retailers where you have to do a background check for like 250 to 300 dollars, um, which is crazy that it's and like I, I'm not. This is actually not me blowing smoke about my own products. This is one of those things that I didn't realize until I started working here is that we make a $300 17 round nine mil that works. Yeah, it, it works. Oh yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Let's, let's be really clear. It works. The gun worked. If it did not work, I just wouldn't talk about it. Yeah, pretty right. much. I, 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 I blew through a case and a half of ammo with Fisher on one of these things back when it first came out. We both walked away like, Hmm, that was cool. Like, would I carry it? Probably not. I'm pretty devoted to a couple of guns for carry guns. Um, but if my mom called and was like, Jack, I need to go buy a gun. I'm worried. Meet me at the nearest gun store. I'd be like, Mom, just buy this. Yeah, you know why? Because she's going to shoot two boxes of ammo through it to get used to the thing. And then it's going to get loaded with defensive ammunition. It's going to get put in a holster, and it's going to live in that thing, probably in a safe next to her bed. Now, and that's it. Your mom, I would actually give her a, a Taurus eighty two revolver because revolver utility curve people. Let's go. But anyway, uh, let's talk about the third gun. All right, and I think I agree with the idea that the third gun should be a long gun, but I. Uh, don't think that it should be an AR-15. I well, actually, no. You know what? No, I don't actually care. But I do think the third gun should be a rifle of some type. But this is where I feel like we start to get into the weeds a little bit because it should be a rifle that is contextually appropriate for your environment, right? Yeah. Okay, so, so that's that's totally fair. However, eighty percent of environments in the world are probably matched by a 16-inch AR-15. Yeah, for sure. The 16-inch the, the AR-15 is the striker-fired 9mm handgun of the rifle world, uh, which is also why I do not give a single solitary fuck about it. Uh, and it's, you know, like if you look at my gun locker, I think there's there's a bunch, there, hang on, there's probably four or five striker-fired 9mm handguns. There isn't a single 5.56 AR in there. 
but I don't. I'm going to concede this point because you're technically correct that this 16-inch AR is probably the best choice uh, for 80% of people. It's just so... But here's the thing. We're, here's not, the thing. we're not going by boring, Caleb. We're going I, by utility, and that is a... Yeah, we are in yeah, the utility. I know. And if, you, if we even want If we... No, fuck you. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> turn, you've turned to the dark side. <laughs> You're This one you destroy the Sith, not become him. <laughs> so, I think if you want to talk about, like, okay, third gun, the long gun that is a utility defensive item and you want to be within budget go pick up a remington or mossberg shotgun 12 gauge yeah. pop yeah okay so but i don't i don't even know if i would put a shotgun in the first five guns that you should own well um, well hold on i i, I want to be clear here because we did like if you didn't have a lot of money for your first handguns we gave an option for that mm -hmm. i want to be clear here that if you don't have a lot of money a Mossberg 500 shotgun rarely breaks the bank. It almost never breaks the bank. And I mean, even like the 590A1, which is the like upscale shotgun, is still like what, under 500 bucks, I think? I, I think it's they're about I think like the kitted out Magpul version of it is like a $600 shotgun. And it's got like nice ghost ring sights. I think you can put a dot on it if you want. So if you got a little bit of budget, but not a lot to finish one, you're probably going to be able to finish out a shotgun a little cheaper than an AR-15. But not by a lot, because before you hit the $1,000 mark, you start getting into quality AR-15s. They'll shout out my boys in IWI with the Z-15. Those are absolutely 130 bucks. All right, here so you go. Your vanilla 590A1. The 590A1 Tactical uh, is like, I'm on our friends at guns.com right now, and there's a 590A1 with ghost ring sights, uh, a full-length, a six-round tube, 18.5 barrel, and it's $640. That is that is not going to hurt you to buy that. That's the, you know, frick, that's a if, really if good... You, if you have the disposable income to be thinking about this, that's an easy grab. I'm it's adding easy. one of those to my cart. <laughs> so, yeah, right. To <laughs> um, I, I will shortly join you in 590A1 land. I've, been, I've had one sitting in it for a minute. So, I think somewhere in there that a utilitarian long gun for self-defense is just a good idea. Um, I think there's always the idea, like, come the end time, you'll be wearing your full kit everywhere and, like, being a badass. Bro, I promise you, a lot of times you're going to be in the field working on like please beat sprouts grow i'm so hungry and they'll probably be like an old kind of rusty shotgun near you because you don't want to have to carry a plate carrier and an ar-15 and a bunch of ammo out to the field um and that shotgun's mostly there to get rabbits that go by but if somebody should happen to roll up on you it's just a quick six pumps to happiness <laughs> Um, don't you? I've forget. got two buckshots to pay, red dice. Right, Shift like pumps to <laughs> happiness sounds like prom night. Like, but, look, <laughs> the first two, the first two are birdshot. <laughs> look, the first two are birdshot for errant gains. After that, it's all slugs. So if you come up talking that trash, I'm just gonna be like, oh, that's real cool. Choo, 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 choo. All right, would you like to continue? <laughs> Probably not. All right, so let, let's say. All right, so hang on, we've got. Let, let's back up. So our list, our codified list so far, 
Stryker fired nine millimeter pistol, a reliable 22, like the Taurus TX 22, uh, compact or competition model or full size. Um, I, I, I would get the compact or the competition cause you can dot those suckers. Uh, then we were at a 16 inch AR 15 from a reputable manufacturer. Um, I, they're not a sponsor, but I'm sure a Colt 6920 is still a pretty good choice. So, yeah, uh, that still happens to be a good one. Uh, um, on top of that, they're not, uh, they're not super insane. No, they're like products. under I'm, a grand right now. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Go to PSA. Go to yeah. PSA. Now yeah, PSA yeah. gun. Dude, especially time, that, new, that new saber line. Yeah, was pretty legit. By the time you shot a PSA gun to being broken, you'll know enough about that gun to know what you're going to buy next. That's yeah. Right. Um. All right, so we've got three guns. Our fourth gun, we kind of said a pump action shotgun. I think that's reasonable. Like it's a good one. I'll add contextually, like if your environment environment makes sense for it shotgun so i'm going to here's where i'm going to disagree i think it should be another handgun and it should probably be a handgun with a safety so like a 1911 or 1911 beretta beretta cz any of the any of the yeah and i'm going to tell you why i'm going to tell you why and a lot of people are going to come for me that is the stash in the house somewhere gun Stash in the house, locked and loaded with the safety on. Yeah, mm -hmm. you people are going to come for you for that because there, I don't. There are I know. I know they're going to come for me. Are very opposed to the idea of leaving loaded guns laying around the house. And I think if you there, okay. So look, before I when I lived by myself, before I had a small child running around my house, I had loaded guns hidden through the house because who's going to find them? Me. I know where they are. Now, it wasn't like, you know, like the punt that scene from The Punisher with Thomas Jane, but I definitely had loaded guns laying around the house. So I get it. It's I'm not, not I am not saying I'm not saying you don't put them in a safe. Right. I, I like, look, a lockbox in some place, especially a coded one, is a great thing to do. And there is no proof against a kid finding one of those things. There really isn't. And the quicker you have the safety discussion with your children, the better off you're going to be. I'm not saying leave it in the open like if you're a crazy bachelor, you would, or stuff it in the Honey Nut Cheerios box on top of my fridge. I didn't tell you to do that. I told you to make it a safe decision. However, the ability to arm yourself quickly in your house cannot be overstated. That's fair. Uh, the <laughs> other option to that is just fucking carry your gun when you put your pants on. You could totally um, do that. Uh, that's yep. And that, that, that's how I feel about that. Like, I feel like you should carry your gun if you're wearing your pants. Um, now, all right, so. I don't like pants, though. You're, all right, so this is, I think, where our lists are going to diverge. Because my fourth gun is not another handgun. It is a, uh, it's a, it's a rimfire rifle. It, if specifically for this, but not for the same reason that we have the rimfire pistol. We have the rimfire pistol so that you have an affordable and effective way to get gooder at shooting, right? Mm -hmm. We have the rimfire rifle because just like the AR-15 solves 80% of the problems that you may have, a really high-quality rimfire rifle does like 60% of those things, and then it does some things that you can't do with the AR-15, like shoot it hearing safe indoors with a suppressor because even a suppressed ar is really freaking loud especially if you're in a, an enclosed environment yeah exactly what come on 
Can't hear you. My my house my house gun's a 13 inch X95 with a can on it. That thing is still loud and loud. Oh, yeah, it's, not, it's, still not, it's not hearing safe, in, especially indoors. So, but I think that there is such utility and such usefulness in a good 22 long rifle rifle, especially with you know you put a decent optic on it. You can you know you get look. Uh, we uh rossi makes a bunch of 22 and here's the thing i'm not going to be particular about what type of action it doesn't have to be semi-automatic it could be a bolt it could be a lever gun all it has to be is a reliable 22 lr because that you will use that gun and that gun will come out of the safe in circumstances you don't think that you never thought of it's going to be the gun that now that you have entered into the gun culture and you're like going to try to get your friends hooked on crack and you take them to the range, you're going to hand them that and they're going to shoot it and it's going to be fun. And then you're going to say, all right, now try this. And you're giving them the AR and they're like, that was fun too. Or maybe they're going to say, that was less fun. Let me go back to the 22 and they're going to keep doing it because 22s are fucking fun. And there is, and that's... That's where I stand on that. I think your fourth one should be a 22 LR rifle. If you want to be a spicy weirdo and a little bit autistic, you can get a 22 Magnum rifle. Says the it, guy it's, with it's, three it's going to change your cost of entry there, but it's also a, a good bit. Yeah. I'll add my third opinion for your fourth gun and say this is when you start looking at a dedicated carry gun. You've got your you've got your GP handgun first, something that can be carried and probably can be carried comfortably. And if you're not looking to change that gun, uh, then you can go to the rimfire rifle or you know the dedicated house handgun that maybe has a flashlight on it. It's got a manual safety, and you've kept it loaded, like Jack said. Um, but I'll say fourth, I'd be looking at the truly comfortable dedicated carry gun. So if you're if you need something smaller than that midsize that you started with, <coughs> this is when you start looking at that. So you start looking at your, you know, 365X or your G48s, G43X, whatever you want. Because mm-hmm. um, now, now you're looking for a specific everyday item, and that might be different than your GP item. All right, so for my fourth gun, I've said a 22 rifle. Uh, you've said a dedicated carry gun, and Jack said a stash gun. Stash gun. All right, so now we're on our fifth gun. What, and I, I like how we were all relative, and so for me, I'll go first. Me, the fifth gun is a shotgun. Like, that's where, like, you've gotten all of these other guns that do all sorts of, you know, very valuable things. Now it's time to get a shotgun. Um, I am... Uh, an, an old a younger version of me would have been like it has to be a 12 gauge it's got to be da 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 i'm way less dogmatic about that and this also has a lot to do with the fact that i have done some i've done a lot with 410s like research and testing and things like that to see how the 410 performs you know in the real world and i've been really impressed with 410 shotguns in general so i'm just gonna say a shotgun all right probably not a 410 shockwave uh, because that's a specialty tool one that i very much like but a shotgun it doesn't have to be a you know yeah and get, and a, then, get a get a cruiser ish type shotgun yeah yeah get something look like get something that's not a specialist shotgun so you know probably your best bet for that is going to be one of the Mossberg 500 or 590 series pump guns. And you can get those in anywhere from 12 gauge to 
410, you know, and things like that. So that's probably your best bet. I'm gonna, I'm going shotgun of generic and but like really broadly generic with shotgun because I don't want people to get bogged down into like it's got to have ghost ring sights and this and that and all of those other things. If you want to get a Beretta 1301, you should. Uh, but a really good shotgun. That's like the best. Let's just be fair. Well, I, okay, the new A400 Patrol is also really good. So it's really good. It is really good. It's not as good. Yeah, the 1301. In it's my the, opinion, it is 80% as good. You shouldn't feel bad about having one. I'm probably going to buy one of those over like trying to rob a. 1301 from someone but they're not as good i'm thinking about selling my 1301 actually so you want to talk some turkey i mean if i'm gonna sell it i'll keep it in the family so i just i never shoot it which is a shame because it's the best shotgun ever made by man um i'm i'm also i want to i want to give my opinion on what the next thing you should buy but i want to attack something that you said is a specialty tool the five the 410 shockwave yeah if you're going to do the 410 shockwave why don't you just go ahead and get the judge? Uh, I'll tell you this why. Is, this is legitimately something I'm saying. I am saying that I think if we're talking about a 410 firearm, I think that is a better option over the shockwave. You are making me go against my own product here, which feels really weird and dirty. But the 410 shockwave is a better platform for shooting 410 rounds than the judge the judge is a more versatile kind of jack of all trades yet master of none but I, if i want to blast somebody with a three inch piece of 410 buckshot the shockwave is a better platform for that i bet we should test this i think we can test i mean i have tested this but i think we should test this with science and you know we get those ballistics gel lab guys to give us some dummies so we can shoot them right. up and like be cool. damn right Hey, right. uh, finally, we can get the, get those get those Grantham monies. Please, please ask, ask, your, <laughs> ask your boss to go buy us a phantom camera and some ballistics gel lab dummies full of the guts, and we'll all go do that. We'll and figure it out. Fine. Come on, slow mo um, guys. I know now, you're listening. I uh, <laughs> the, the final gun that I think you should purchase before you just start getting into wild stuff is not a gun. I think you should tell go buy to buy body armor. Nope. Oh, I think you should go to the gun store and buy your first suppressor. It should probably oh. be for that 22 long rifle pistol that you bought. My reasoning why I think a suppressor on an AR 15 is way more useful in the long run, but 22 suppressor is much cheaper. Mm-hmm. I hate the NFA. When I wake up in the morning and I list my ops, the NFA is on the top of the list. If you don't understand what I just said, ask a child near you, they'll explain. Um, But I hate it. But the more we do against it, the more we embrace it, the more paperwork we put on them, the more annoyed they are, and the better that feels at times. And also, if you're going to be a serious gun owner, get over it and just start the paperwork on your first suppressor. Yeah, we yourself some... Get yourself some NFA items. All right, so that's interesting that you're that instead of a gun, you're saying a 22 can. And I will say a good 22 can, you can swap back and forth from your rifle to your pistol as well, and it's going to be your 22 rifle, not your 556. Yeah, no, it your will, 22 rifle. It so will you, shrapnel that thing right. in a heartbeat. So if you followed my advice and gotten a 22 rifle for your fourth gun, 
uh you can then use that damn it i'm gonna agree with you actually your fifth gun isn't a gun it's a 22 long rifle can and get one that is good for the rifle or the pith the 22 rifle or the 22 pistol yeah, get, because get one of those that costs usually only like a hundred dollars more but get it get it rated get it and, get it heavy duty it can probably do 22 mag and 572 they're still cheap it's probably cheaper than the handgun yeah it's probably the can itself is going to run you 400 bucks. The tax stamp is going to run you 200. I'm sorry. That sucks. That's life. And then you're going to find out that the joys of having a suppressed 22 caliber pistol are unmatched. You have, you have never had more fun than plinking in a backyard and the neighbor not knowing. Fact. Now you should make, you should follow all the safety rules. You should absolutely make sure you have a good backstop. Your fence is not a good backstop. No. Nope. Uh, uh, your fence is not your hey guys your fence is not a backstop uh let's just go ahead and let's nip that it, one right that. That. We'll, we'll put not a backstop and if you annoy your neighbors enough the cops will come by right. and then it's a problem but yeah. shooting especially it's, if it's, it's a wet bad. can i've shot a wet can 20 yards from someone that had no idea what i was doing outdoors Oh, you could, so just as like, uh, as a fun aside, you could take something like the Taurus TX-22 Compact, you can put a can on it, and then you can do the uh, the hush puppy trick where you hold your thumb over the back of the slide to keep the slide from cycling, mm -hmm. and if you've got a dot on it, I'm not saying I have fired that combination in my house, and Pete and there were other adults in the house and they didn't notice that a gun had been fired. But hypothetically, it's Hollywood quiet. Like it's movie quiet when you do that. So and hypothetically. Once, once you've ripped that band-aid off, every other NFA purchase will be a lot more nice to you. You just yeah. you'll, yeah. Know, you'll know the process. You'll know it's not a big deal. And I'm telling you, that's the way to go. Keith, last one. No, I'm in. I'm in total agreement with you. A can, a can is the last one, especially since you have a 22, and that's going to be the easiest one to do. A can is going to change your perspective on NFA items. You're probably going to end up with more cans after that. You're probably going to put a can on the AR, and you might get a can for the handgun. Although I think that one has the least utility of the of the three. Also, having a suppressed 22 handgun in like a uh, messenger bag. And whipping that thing out makes people think like, ooh, an assassin. And you'll feel really cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you will, in fact, feel awesome. like... It's, it's got the... Look, everybody... I, I don't... Look, nobody who's not a serious guy, guys, listen to this. So I'm going to tell you guys a secret. Practice putting your suppressor on to the point that you can do it without having to look at it. This is real key. Because when you're talking to someone and absentmindedly putting on a suppressor, you look cool as fuck. Mm. There is like no they denying you, you you appear you... like people like oh. all that stuff where people are like, oh, reassemble your rifle with a blindfold. No, you look stupid. Putting a suppressor on while talking to someone, that person, especially if it happens to be a date. Jack, you have been <laughs> Let's not talk about Jack's dating history. On young this men, young men, listen to me. I am not guiding. Jack's going to give you the dirty little secrets right now. Look, and oh that's Lord. what we're going to do on this episode. Yeah. Women, <laughs> that's fantastic. Women love confidence and confidently putting a suppressor on. Choice. 
All right, so uh, those are our five. Not our R-rated ending. Uh, it, it, that's the end. If you've got a fucking lit, yeah, post it in the comments. It's great. Um, after you get those five basic guns, go wild, start buying weird shit. Uh, you know, go get the friend fun. AR. The friend AR is fun. The pass off AR, like, a, here, buddy, we're going to a class. Oh, here, oh, oh pass off carry gun is really cool. When your buddy comes to your town and didn't bring one, and you meet him at the airport and hand him an envelope that he has to rip open. And there's a pistol and a holster in there, like you're in like clear and present danger. Another also good. also oh, that, move. Um then that, that but, was that was choice. That was fun when uh Alex, our our buddy Alex Sansone came up and visited me. And I'm like, I know you didn't pop on the plane and check a freaking gun when you didn't check a bag, my dude. Here you go. <laughs> right. Uh as a side note, um, actually, you know, I think we're gonna discuss uh visiting gun friend etiquette in the next episode. Thanks, everyone, for watching, liking, sharing, subscribing. Make sure you keep doing that because it's great. And we will be back next week with more.